Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show, and you're listening to a special edition of The Common Sense Show. We are running on our weekend. We have never done a podcast on the weekend, and we haven't done a live, uh, should we say, Sunday broadcast other than a repeat. This is not a repeat from the week. If you're listening on Sunday night, this is something that Bob and I have just recorded, and uh, that's because we have an emergency. And... We sounded the alarm yesterday on our TV show about shortages, and now that alarm got a whole lot louder. And I said, Bob, I don't have any room for a new show, so we're going to have to take it to the weekend. We're going to have to do unusual things here. So welcome to Sunday night if you're on Global Star. Um, If you are on uh, our podcast service on your many, many platforms... You're probably listening to us either on Saturday or Sunday, and that's a first. And I don't think we're going to set a precedent because yours truly does need a little time off. So I don't totally take days off, but I do reduce my workload on the weekends. But we have a major problems, ladies and gentlemen. And it, I, I want to say this from the beginning, and this doesn't reflect my the views of my guest necessarily. The Biden administration, Susan Rice, Pelosi, all these people are deliberately crashing the economy. They're deliberately wrecking the military. They're deliberately undermining parent discipline in the schools. They're deliberately perverting kids with wild sex nonsense and and race uh, concepts that serve to divide kids, not unify kids based on love, friendship, and harmony. And this is all by design. They are here to destroy America. And we're gonna go down the supply chain rabbit hole today with Bob, and I'm sure we'll expand to these other areas of sabotage. Bob, welcome to the show, and as you told me before we went on the air, you've been doing this business now for almost 30 years, and you've never seen anything like this. Oh, that, that's correct, Dave, and the word you used, emergency, is too light of word. This is epic. This is biblical. This is a catastrophe of, of, of a proportion that ends a civilization, ends the world in the way we know it. This is really, truly, we're seeing the end of the world as you know it. That Barry Maguire song, if you remember, Eve of Destruction, that, uh, that I don't know, he wrote in the 60s, we're on the eve of destruction. And, you know, all the time we're on the eve of destruction. You know, the, the, the seconds are ticking away until the chime rings at midnight, and most Americans are partying on, you know, entertained to death. Uh, drugs, alcohol. Uh, all of it, anything to numb the reality of what is going on. In the back of everyone's mind, I think there is that voice that's saying, you know, to put it in the modern vernacular, we're screwed. Yeah, Um, yeah. But, you know, I've been collecting this intelligence for quite a while now, and today I received a letter that was quite disturbing. One of the largest uh, freeze-dried manufacturers in the country, Augustine Farms. Um, if you go to, the, if you went to their website to buy anything, every product on their website shows out of stock. And I mean, th- this is not a small company. I've known this company since the early '90s. How do you spell their the name, Bob? So people from them um, is dated October 7th, mm-hmm. and it says, "Dear valued customer, the lasting effect of COVID-19 has translated into global raw material shortages." and caused substantial delays in our procurement and production processes. Regrettably, 
uh, Augustin Farms. It's owned by a company called Blue Trip Group. Uh, how do you how do you spell that, Bob? Augustin A U. I'll, I'll do it alphanumerically. Alpha Umbrella Golf Alpha Sierra Oscar November. Augustin Farms. Okay. Um, and um, that's dot com. If you go there, like I said, everything shows out of stock. But again, as I was reading, it says there's shortages of raw materials and cause substantial delays in our procurement and production processes. Regrettably, Blue Chip Group, August and Farms, cannot fulfill your orders at this time. Therefore, this letter communicates our decision to suspend business for the next 90 days effective immediately. You know, there's a lot we can take away from that. And I've got other things I want to read to you. But, Dave, it happened immediately. They were filling orders. And then the next day, the worm turned, and no more. Can't get it. I mean, yesterday you could go there and order stuff. Today you can't go there and order anything. And this is what we've been telling people. It's going to be immediate. Sudden destruction will come, and if you want to use it in biblical language. And, uh, again, most Americans party on. You know, I go to the grocery store, and I notice holes in the supply chain. I go there with an eye trained to it. A lot of people go to the grocery store just with a list or something like that, playing with their cell phone, and they just go there and get what they need to get, and they don't pay attention to the holes in the supply chain, just like we talked about the, the shortages of water at that fast food restaurant. Um, they didn't have any. Now, that might be because of plastics. It might be because of the water. We don't know what the mechanism is, or mechanisms, plural, that cause them not to have bottled water at their distribution center, but it doesn't happen so it doesn't matter if you just don't get the label put on the water you don't get the water so uh, again you know the whole the supply chain uh, we see it happening more and more in fact they've let first of all let that sink in effective immediately we'll be unable to fill orders now they're saying during these 90 days we will secure and stockpile raw materials and take measures to accelerate round the clock production output round the clock production output does that tell you thing about demand yeah and again we've have we have so many dollars and about another three point we're going to somehow they're going to get this 3.5 trillion dollars or there's somewhere dumped into the economy and so you're going to have more uh, paper money chasing fewer and fewer raw i mean real goods yeah. so i mean this is just one one supplier i i know if i go to my mountain house <clears throat> food which is another long-term food storage company and I go there to the dealer portal, there's not one can available right now. I, I can't buy any. Now, you know, if, if what you have on the shelves is what you have on the shelves. I can't buy it. It's gone. Um, now, so if it's one company that's doing it, you wonder. But if, if they're mentioned, they say raw materials, Dave, that means there's a shortage across the board. This isn't just one company that's experiencing this. This is raw materials. This is global shipping. This is a multi multifaceted um, problem that's created these shortages. And so you just can't fix one problem and resolve it. There's a lot. Of, I mean, it's truckers. It's shipping. It's work, dock workers. It, it's you know gasoline. It's uh, you know right now the, the nation says there's sixty thousand truckers short. Sixty thousand. And I'm sure they're good paying jobs. You know, you know, maybe six-figure jobs, but you can't find workers to do it. So, I mean, you, you know, sure we can unload the ships at the dock, but if they don't have trucks to move it out of the area, the, the docks get clogged, quagmired real quick, and you can't do anything because um, 60,000 workers short. In fact, Dave, here's, a, here's an article 
that I, I just pulled off right before we went on the program from All News Pipeline, and this is what it says. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this, this is date last year. Even with ABC News, and it gives a link. Um, it says here the head of the UN uh, food agency warned Tuesday, as the world is dealing with coronavirus, it is also on the brink of a hunger pandemic that could lead to uh, multiple famines of biblical proportions within a few months. It says, take immediate action. Um, now, they want to blame climate change and all these other things, but you know they, they're, they're conveniently being used to, to sabotage the whole supply chain, and that's what's happened. The air, tra- air traffic, I mean, we're firing people who won't take the COVID vaccine, although we need air traffic, you know, air transport, air cargo. Um, you know, there's a, we all know there's that bottleneck of just massive 500,000 plus containers waiting to be offloaded that there's everything from you know a to z on we can't get those because they they can't unload them there's not enough workers there's not enough trucks and so they just sit there Uh, i don't know if any of the goods are perishable uh one thing's for sure is that um you know like cars we couldn't sell cars because they don't have chips so the 2020 cars now if they want to sell them they have to sell them at a great discount because now the 2021 cars are out without any chips. So they'll sit on a, somewhere, and now then we get the 2022 cars. And so they got, there's this massive inventory of cars they can't sell because parts are missing. So everything is, from the smallest part to the largest part is missing, and it's just not food, Dave. This goes across the board. Like I said earlier, it, most companies night vision, four to five months. I went to go buy a John Deere Gator. That's those little uh, farm tra- tractors that have a little tailgate thing you can store. Six months wait from the, from the dealer here. I drive by my big car dealer that's in Madison, uh, Sweetwater, Tennessee. They have like two or three trucks in the parking lot. That's all. And, and, and you know, Tennessee, we're, uh, where we're at, we're truck country. Um, normally, two, three years ago, you go there and they had 50, 60 trucks sitting on the lot, about three or four trucks sitting on the lot. That's all. Yeah. So it's just not a food thing. It, this is a cross-the-board pandemic. And people who have waited, you know, to buy food, water filtration, just about anything, are going to really get caught in a lurch right now. Um, and so I, I want to sound, you know, the five-alarm thing. You better go out and prepare. I mean, because we are going to experience, as ABC said, biblical proportion shortages, biblical famine. I, I didn't do that. That's a secular news network that's using the word biblical. Yeah, yeah. Can I know um, it's amazing. But, you know, i got to tell you, Bob, the, um, there's still some things people can do. Yes, but there are. In large yes. part, in large part, some of this is over. We've been warning. We've been warning. And I'll tell you, there's something else looming now, too. I said food supply breaking on one end. And I said on the other end, you've got a problem with the collapse of the dollar. And we're on the edge of the collapse of the dollar, and Congress is preparing to collapse the dollar. And war with China, where we get 40% of our goods from. I know. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying, Dave. It's, this is, if, you know, we throw around the word biblical apocalypse, end of the world. Uh, you know, and people say, well, that's fear mongering. That's that's fear porn. That's this. You just that's hyperbole. It, I don't know what you call it. I don't either. When you know, when you see a patient laying on the ground and blood squirting out of every place he can squirt out, and you say, hey, man, this guy's got a hemorrhage to death. You're just that's not true. You're just you're, you're using fear porn. I mean, no, you're hemorrhaging from every place you can hemorrhage from, and that's what 
that's what this country and the world are doing right now. Uh, we've built this modern world on debt, deceit, lies, greed. Um, the the Pan, uh, Pandora Papers shows that massive amounts of capital have flown into the pockets of you know um, the elitist. They've stolen it from us. I mean, just absolutely stolen it from us. They and and then when the game is about up, big nations need big problems. They're going to create a really big problem because it's just not going to be war. It's going to be shortages. Well, of yeah, this is something I need, I need to speak news. to Thank this, you. Bob. Um, Bob, I, 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 and so the the warning is right now: get ready. You will do anything, and and I'm talking to you. You will do anything after a week without food. You don't think you will? No, I know. History says you will. Yeah, I know. I and know. I'm not talking to you, Dave. I'm saying you, in the generic sense of I people know. who are listening. I mean. You know, it's just the basest, the basest of reality of what you can do, what you have as what people consider assets, and that includes family members, you will sell to feed yourself, to feed your family. <clears throat> no, you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and it's not just the food. It's not just the water. Let's. Uh, I want you to talk about medicine for a minute. Oh, well, I mean, here, here. Okay, this is a story out of the Atlantic. That's a, you know, fairly liberal publication. Okay? This was yesterday's story. So you can go and get it right off the Atlantic. Um, I visited CVS last week to pick up some home COVID tests. They've been sold out for a week, an employee told me. So I asked him for paper towels. We're out of those, too, he said. Try Walgreens. I drove down to Walgreens. They had paper towels, but when I asked the farmers to some fill to fill some very common prescriptions, he said they'd run out. Try Target up the road, he suggested. Target's pharmacy had the meds, but uh, in the front area was alarmingly barren, like a canned food section of a grocery store one hour before hurricane makes landfall. Now, Dave, you know, somebody would, some people would say, oh, that's Steve Quayle using his hyperbole to scare people. This is in the Atlantic. The, 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 this is the economy now. One-hour errands are now multi-hour odysseys. <laughs> That's what it says. Next-day deliveries are becoming day-after-next-day deliveries. The car parts you needed, it'll take a week. Excuse me. Um, it'll take an extra week. The book you're looking for, come back in November. The baby crib you bought, maybe December. Eyeing a new home, uh, for, uh, eyeing, eyeing a new home improvement job that requires several construction workers, ha, ha, ha. Pray for 2022. Now, I'm not making this up. This is what the article says, word for word, what it says. Um, uh, I mean, this is this, – this, you don't add to the Bible, but you could add this to apocalyptic literature of religious proportions, and it would fit right in, okay, this article. Um, you know, you, you want you want to that's what you want to say. This could be almost a book in the Bible, I mean, of, of, of apocalyptic nature. Uh, and I don't mean that in reference to the Bible because it's unique in and of itself, and I'm just using a little hyperbole to make a point. This article in the Atlantic is draconian as any article I've ever read, Dave, for a secular source. Steve Quayle says this kind of stuff, and people freak yeah, out. I know. I, 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 yeah, there's two different sets of standards. There's no question. But it's rules for thee, but not for me. But the reality is, Bob, that... Uh, We've been warning about shortages. Oh, there you go with your fear porn. Okay, and I, gosh, Steve and I warned 
20 years ago about Chinese troops, and now they're in British Columbia. They've always been on the yes. border. The UN, by the way, China, there's 500 Chinese training at Camp Grayling, and I have it confirmed from a source that's there. Okay, so people say, you don't know what you're talking about. I didn't even report that story originally. Paul Preston called me at 1130 at night, got me off, said, Dave, this is big. Can you check this out? Because he says, I know you have connections in Michigan, and I do. And sure enough, they went to Camp Grayling, where I have a real good connection, and they speak perfect English. Oh, Dave, that's just not true. We would never allow them on our soil. Yeah, we'd never leave a 1,000 Americans behind enemy lines either. I heard a sat phone call today on Clay Travis, who was, uh, I don't know, was it Clay Travis or was it, Rush, uh, was it uh, Sean Hannity? But there was a description of a cell phone call from an American in trouble. American, you and me, Americans like us. And they're behind enemy lines and they're running from the Taliban, but they're running out of places to hide. And, and, well, exactly and, and because, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. here's my point. Are you going to trust this administration who won't bring Americans home, who allows their generals to commit treason against an acting commander, or excuse me, against a presidential commander, uh, uh, do a coup d'etat by getting loyalty oaths from subordinates? Are you going to trust that kind of an administration to satisfy your food needs in a crisis? <laughs> I mean, really, who are we kidding? And, and Dave, just to put it in perspective, you know, uh, you have to be a complete idiot, a, a person who's had his brain stem, a brain cut off, and, you, you know, you're just surviving on some floating around neurons to believe that anybody could make the mistake of doing this. Let's we, We're going to get out of Afghanistan. Let's take the military out first, and then we'll leave the civilians to get out. Yeah. No, you would get the civilians out first with the military there to enforce it, and then the military would exfil. You know, it's, it, it, it was done on purpose to leave those civilians behind as sacrificial lambs to the Taliban. You know, many of them were Christian people. Many of them had aided the, the, the government. Many of them had, it just, and they left them there just sacrificial lambs. So, you know, just, just in the few articles we've read, Dave, medicine shortages, gasoline, how much has it gone up? 40% in a year So under Biden? Uh, the everything shortage. In fact, here's, here's I'm continuing with their article in the Atlantic. The everything shortage, that's what they're calling it. I'm not making this up. Go to the article and read it. The everything shortage is not a result of one big bottleneck. Um, Vietnam uh, in say Vietnam factories or American trucking industry, we are running low on supplies due to all kinds of veritable hydra of bottlenecks. So they're saying it's a multiplicity of bottlenecks everywhere: trucking, air traffic, you know, delivery, gasoline. Uh, they're even having a hard time making the truck parts. If you read the article, the truck parts, you know, the big tractor trailers, they can't get parts for those things. So it's it's everything is breaking down right now, everything. And, Dave, it's not going to get worse. It's going to get much uglier. So our warning is this. Can we – my, my, my statement is this. Can I stop this? I don't think so. You know, when I go to the doctor, and they don't like this. And they say, who is your number one health care provider? And the answer is simple. I am. I mean, who, who's your number one health care provider? Are you going to trust somebody else to be your number one health care provider? Who makes sure you don't eat, eat that pint of Ben & Jerry's? Who makes sure you go to the gym? <laughs> the doctor doesn't do it. You do it. Who, you know, you get your cardio in. You get your weight, weight training in. You know, you, you restrict your diet from bad foods, even though you might like them. So at this point... Since I am my number one health care provider, I have to be my number one, number one 
you know, everything provider. Now, obviously, the Lord Jesus Christ gives me the grace to get everything, so I want to make that really clear. Yep. But also, he's given me the brain to do things. You know, when I tell people that, well, to me, other than the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, the greatest act of faith in the Bible was the building of the Ark of Noah. I mean, that took him a long time to build it. It was a logistic nightmare. I mean, just think of all the trees he had to cut down, all the logging he had to do, turning those logs into applicable lumber, pitch. I mean, just it was, it was a gargantuan project. So the, the, the greatest act of faith in the Bible other than Jesus Christ was the building of the ark, and that took the greatest human effort. So there's the people who say, I'm just going to trust the Lord. Um, I'm not uh, – you can trust the Lord that way. Faith without works is dead, is my opinion. Um, I'll trust the Lord and do everything I, I can do. I might lose it all, but in the end, I've acted in faith. I've acted in faith, and that's what he requires of us. Just to, to, to cover your – put plug your ears and close your eyes is not an act of faith. That's not. That's an act of ignorance. It's an act really of stupidity, Dave. And I don't want to be too insulting, but ladies and gentlemen, we are on the precipice of seeing people starve to death. People die because they can't get their baby aspirin anymore to keep their blood thinned. I mean, all kinds of meds will become in shortage. And then, and then we've fired all these healthcare workers um, on top of it. So that was deliberate. Bob, I got to have you hold it right there just for a second because we got to take a break. As you know, we have these obligatory breaks. But ladies and gentlemen, it's becoming really apparent to a lot of people. And thank you for noticing. Here at the Common Sense Show, we turned out about 90% of the advertising we're offered. It comes from good people. and We don't turn them down because we don't like them, but we feel that we want to be really specific in what we offer people. And I really am dedicated to offering you things I'm afraid you're going to need. I hope you don't need them, but I'm afraid you are. So let me give you a few examples. And we're going to put all of our sponsors here in this one ad because in an emergency I don't like to interrupt the show but uh, this is a necessary interruption number one Bob mentioned problems with survival uh, sur- uh, supplies at Mountain House Numana and uh, Augustin and uh, with food and uh, I checked with an, our agent today and I checked with uh, their website and where I'm at with MPS um, we're still good to go now when Bob says this is a systemic problem, he is exactly right. This is going to catch up to us at MPS. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say, oh, we're just better than the rest. No, I'm not saying that. I think we're better prepared than the rest because I know the steps they took after the pandemic hit and how they started to meet demand and the extra factories they built and so forth and so on. I know what they did. So we've delayed the inevitable beyond these other companies. Now, having said that, Okay, I'm going to tell you, it's not salesmanship to say you better get off the duff and you better order and you better order as much as you possibly can. Right now, they have a special on the 90-day emergency kit. It's built to bug out, but you're saying, well, not bugging out. You don't have to bug out. You can store this. And you say, well, I want to order a year. Well, then you order four sets and you'll save the $100. You'll save $400. That's simple, people. It's really simple math. And I'm just trying to help you save money on this, and I know that you need this, and I think you're gonna you're sufficiently impressed with what's going on in society, and this is for each person. <laughs> you know, Bob has told me you need two years in seeds. Daisy Luther has told me you need two years in seeds. FEMA and DHS say six months. Okay, they're lowballing, but most people don't have six days. How so, much, Dave? It, I'm gonna let me just ask you: How much food do you think they have in stockpile? The you government has been stockpiling ammunition and food for quite some time. 
Yeah, they have six years worth of food. Oh, I know they do. I know. I know they do, Bob. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you how to get this. You're going to get restaurant-quality food. Um, it's not it's not uh, organic, but I've tasted it, and you really need to taste the food because I don't want it to be a shock to your system. Taste it, and you'll go, okay, this is okay. This is good. I can eat this. And they vary the food so you don't habituate to it. Unlike if you buy in bulk at the grocery store and you buy one or two things, you're going to get sick of it and stop eating. Trust me, you're not going to want to do that. So this is why this is a better deal. 25-year shelf life. You got the sale that I talked about. Preparewithdave.com. That's number one. Number two, we will come out of this economic crisis, those of us that get through it. And I don't know what the casualty rate's going to be. It depends if we go to war and a whole bunch of other variables. But I'm planning to survive. And I know if I leave my money in the bank, I'm going to get killed, just like my mom's family did, where they went from riches to rags, and my mom was raised in poverty because of it. And we, trust me, I grew up hearing about these lessons. So I'm telling you right now, if you have more than active amount of money to get through about three months, you got too much in the bank. You need to go gold, silver, platinum, Bitcoin. There's all kinds of things. Uh, put pre- put your precious metals into your IRA and your 401k. That way, when the business that sponsored them and brought them into existence collapses, it yours won't collapse. It's that simple. Gold has held its value, for example, for 6,000 years. I went from customer, or to customer, from just advertiser with Noble Gold. I trust them. I know the owner. I know the people, a lot of people that work there. And you notice you're hearing their ads everywhere. That's because people trust them and they know what they're doing and they are not pushy. They'll send you free material. And if you have assets to protect, you need to get with them now before the collapse happens. And you need to align yourself to take as little hit as possible. Look, I know I'm going to take some hits. You're going to take some hits. But if you prepare, you won't get collapsed. Call 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. And then one final sponsor for our show today and that's our sat phone company and i'm really excited on one hand because they have a new service it's called the galileo messenger and it's kind of a downline broadcast text of alerts that come from people like myself steve quayle mike adams doug hagman whole host of other people you subscribe to this service after you get the phone and you're going to get emergency updates. I did two of them today. I'm probably going to do two more before I go to bed based on this nightmare of a conversation that Bob and I are having. Uh, but the cell phone, uh, the sat phone itself, I pay one-fourth the cost of the sat phone as I do for my cell phone, but I don't use it to chit-chat. It's for emergency use only, and occasionally I test it. So they have a messaging service for emergencies. It's hard to take sat phones down. Cell phones are easy to kill by the government. And I'm telling you, folks, it's a reliable form of communication. It's better than what you've got right now. And there's a number to call, 855-980-5830, 855-980-5830. And I sincerely hope that uh, you are prepared in these areas. And if you don't get it from what I sell, that's okay. God bless you, but please take care of your family. Get it from somewhere. And then I'm going to throw something in here, too, Bob Griswold. Bob has readymaderesources.com, and he's got a boatload of stuff. And he is one of the few guys. He and Daisy. Daisy does different stuff than Bob. She does, like, organic prepping and how to cook, uh, I mean, how to grow food in your apartment and stuff like that. She does really cool stuff. Um, And so they're kind of on different sides of the planet when it comes to prep. But she talks to people, too. They're the only two people I know that are in this business that take the time to talk to their customers and they don't charge them. They don't charge them a consultation fee. 
And um, my, my wife tried to ask a computer question the other day about a product we were looking to buy in. They wanted to charge her for the conversation. I said, what would you do? She goes, I hung up. <laughs> you should too. Bob, uh, take a minute here and talk about what you, you do. Because uh, I just mentioned, you know, food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, and tools. But you take people way beyond that stuff. Well, for what's coming, Dave, you know, th- those are the entry-level things that you're going to need. Food is going to be massively critical to have. What, being able to filter water is going to be absolutely critical to have. Uh, being able to keep your water filter from freezing and I say this all the time because a freezing water filter is a broken water filter. Mm-hmm. If, it, if, it has, if you've used it and the water filter has water in the elements and it freezes, water expands when it freezes, it'll break your water filter, guaranteed to break it. So um, make sure you, you have both water and f- uh, filtration and uh, food because, you know, you don't – the survival rule is if you don't have water, do, do not eat food. It'll, it'll kill you quicker because sure. your body needs water to process it. So get the, get the water filter as well, and the, the water filters are rel- relatively inexpensive. So just, just saying to get that, you know, the, the communication, uh, the sat phone's important, being able to listen to what goes on in your immediate area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is, is critically important because, as I say, if there's, if you live in Miami, oh, well, I don't want to say Miami, let's just say if you live in Teleco Plains like I do, and the zombies are eating people in New York, it's not going to bother you that much. But if they're eating people in Teleco Plains, it's going to bother me a whole lot. I want to know what's going on locally. Um, and so, the, 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 you know, just having that communications plan with all those methods of communication set out before, you know, that you can – contact loved ones, that you can contact friends, that you can listen to what's going on in your area. Intelligence drives the fight. If you have, an, if you have a, a intelligence of what's going on, who's doing what, you know where your assets are, your family members and friends, you know what your ass, those assets are doing, and I, and I don't mean to sound that in such a sterile term, but that's what you'd call them. Your ability to survive is going to exponentially improve. Um, and as and I've said many times, the night vision thing, without night vision, you can't see what's going on at night. And you're, so you're crippled or handicapped, um, you know, that part of the day when it's night. And, and, and we all know bad people come out and do bad things at night. Uh, modern night vision, I guess, Dave, the, the number one comment I hear from people when they, uh, when they look through night vision the first time, modern military-grade night vision is, oh, my gosh. It, it is that good. They can't believe how good it is. No, but it is that good. I, I don't yeah. want to talk too much about that. I, I do. Well, Bob, you know, I can. Uh, I've, I've got one for okay. you. And and I can tell you that I live in the middle of nowhere where no street lights, nothing like that. And, and, and we have all kinds of critters at night. And uh, if, I put those, uh, if I put those night vision on and I go out, it's like walking out at noon. It's incredible. Yeah, you know, and the critters you're going to have to worry about don't walk on four legs. Um, you know, uh, those critters are going to be a lot no, more dangerous. No, I don't know. You... We got we got coyotes, rattlesnakes. I know. And, oh yeah, know. we got we got the critters out here. But, <laughs> but I mean, there, there are a lot of two-legged critters out there who are going to be hungry, looking for things to do. And so, you know, we have night vision in stock. It is getting harder and harder to get it. I'll just say that. Um, and it is absolutely anybody who's used it just find some SF guys, special forces guy, doesn't matter what branch who's been in combat and ask him the importance of night vision and he's going to just say it's everything and, and you know again that's why we left 16,000 pair of it in Afghanistan for the Taliban to have I had that, to no no it ain't the thank Taliban you, now it's the Chinese I guarantee you yeah, yeah. thank you Joe Biden thank you yeah I know I hear you uh, Mr. Trader Mr. my son is owned by China so I'm blackmailed by China so I betray the American people 
Yeah, the American people. Um, you know, you think of that. Just you could work 20 lifetimes, Dave. Pay taxes for 20 lifetimes, and you would not make a dent in the amount of money that we have given Afghanistan through um, military equipment right now. I know. I mean, I know that, that. That is, it's it's 80, 90 billion dollars. We funded we a national them. army, my friend. Yes, exactly, and and you you could not work enough lifetimes if one person to pay that off. So that that's basically what we've given them. But that that's a different story for a different day. Well, Bob, um, let's throw this out though, because I don't want to drift away from what you do uh, just yet, uh, because people are going to say, "Gee, Bob will talk to me." Yeah, he's going to talk to you. I'm telling you, absolutely. I know that I know Bob well, and he's done that for years. He talked to me when I was a customer, and that's before we knew each other very well. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to be able to get a hold of him. His website is uh, ReadyMade Resources, just like it sounds, ReadyMadeResources.com. His number is right there on the screen, and you can look at all the stuff he has. And, and I think that you need to do an inventory of your home and say, okay, what do we need to get through a minimum of six months to a year? Make a list and then go to his website. Yeah. Absolutely, Dave. And we do carry, we talk about medical supplies. We find that we sell some of the medical supplies you can't get, not not prescription stuff, but some of the medical supplies that you can't find at your, at your local, you know, um, box store. You know, it's not boo-boo and Band-Aid stuff. This is stuff if you get cut, hurt, you know, we have medical supplies like that um, and, and other things. So it's time to prepare. And, and you know, this is why I like talking to people because the, the the need to prepare for someone who lives in Michigan versus Miami is different. Children, no children, is different. Elderly, no elderly, is different. You know, there, so there's different things for different groups of people to how to prepare effectively, and it's not one size fits all. Now, obviously, the food and water that's one size fits all because you need it. But some people, you know prefer more of a vegan diet, some people want more, more uh, meat-based protein diet, and so those are the things you have to consider when, you, when you're doing it. So it, it does take some talking through and, and to do it in such a way that you're not doing it when you're panicked. And right now we're getting close to where panic buying. In fact, there were several articles today I was reading about people panic buying. Yes, toilet you paper. Know, um, yeah, and let, me read this. let me read this to you, Dave. So anyhow, if you want to call me, 800-627-3809, I'll be glad to talk to you. But, uh, you know, you know, we see inflation going crazy right now. And unlike Jan Pasaki, I can't even believe she said this. She goes, just because we raise taxes on business doesn't mean that they're going to have – that they necessarily have to raise the price to you. Where did she go to school? You know? I mean, idiot university? I mean, so the government's going to raise taxes on business. Cost of business is going to go up. Who do you think's going to pay for it? The consumer. That's the way it works, Jan Pasaki. That's the way it works. I don't know what school you went to and what kind of math, common core math, maybe. You know, where you, you, the more you spend, the, the, least you, the more you save. I don't know. Um, it, it was just like the post office. We're, we're in debt right now. We're going deep in debt. So here's, how, here's our solution to fix it. Dave, I'm not making this up. We're going to raise prices and cut service and slow service. <laughs> Dave, that's their plan. I know. That was the USPS it's comical. plan. I know, I know, I know. But he, here's another here's another quote out of the Atlantic. Now, do you tell me? I, I know it cost a lot, but this couldn't affect inflation. So here's the, here's a, here's a quote out of the Atlantic article. So the world is getting a lesson in economy 101: high demand plus limited supply equals price increases spiraling to the moon. Gee, who would have thunk it? Uh, before the pandemic. Receiving a container that holds roughly 35,000 books, 
cost $2,500. Care to guess how much it costs now, Dave? 25000 That's a tenfold increase. But we're not going to pass it on to the consumer, are we? I mean, according to Jan Pisaki, we're not. But of course we are. The consumer's going to pay more. And so, Dave, th- this is something added to the trucking shortage, 60000 That's where I got that figure from. The Minnesota Trucking Association estimates that the country has, has a shortage of about 60,000 drivers due to long-term recruitment issues, early retirement, and COVID-canceling uh, driving school classes, so not teaching people how to drive trucks anymore. Dave, you know, this is a Three Stooges movie in progress of the government fixing things. I mean, you know, Mo slaps Curly, Curly slaps Mo, and, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's That's what it is. It's just slapstick. Um, and airliners, we're going to fire pilots that don't take it, even though we can't no, ship I enough stuff. Bob, I want to ask you a couple specific targeted questions now. Uh, what do you see happening with the availability of gas? Well, I, they, they, gas is the enemy of the globalist elite. They hate gasoline-powered vehicles for 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 them, for us, not for them. They love them. Um, you know, we see these guys driving around. I mean, they're going to climate change summits in their private jets. We're flying, you know, coach on a jet, and we're bad people, but they're they're good people. Um, but again, so they hate gasoline because it gives mobility. It's not so much that they hate gasoline. They believe their climate change BS. They don't believe any of that. They do not want you to have mobility. That's the bottom line. Mobility equals freedom. Um, and that's, again, they want to restrict state-to-state driving, and then it will be county-to-county driving. Um, you know, they, they, want to, they want to take your freedom away from you while they are enjoying you know, this lavish lifestyle of just absolutely decadence. They want you to be under their thumb. Um, so, again, gasoline shortages, we've already seen gasoline go up 40%. Now, you take that, a lot of American families whose husband and wives are working two jobs each, you know, no time at home. They're just absolutely working their fingers to the bone to provide the basic necessities, and gas goes up 40%. Food goes up double, triple in cost. You know, supply shortages, rent right now is skyrocketing. These people have nowhere to go. They have nowhere to go, and it's done deliberately to these people. You know, high-paying jobs, or they want to, they they destroy high-paying jobs. It's all been exported offshore. This these people are the most lecherous traitors we've ever seen. Well, it goes down to the Nancy Pelosi syndrome. Let's call it that, Nancy Pelosi syndrome. You guys have to suffer, but here I am in front of my twenty-five thousand dollars sub-zero eating my gourmet ice cream. Suck it up. I mean, can it get? I mean, can it get any more? No, just it, it in can't. Your face, do you, how long do you think we're going to have availability of gas? I mean, or what will unfold to take that away where you can't travel besides restrictions on travel? Um, COVID vaccines. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. Besides vaccines. restrictions on travel, availability. What do you see going on there? Well, again, government regulation after government regulation, it all started with the canceling of the pipeline from Canada to the U.S. They're making it every way difficult to get gasoline, to shut down the avenues to make gasoline. No new refineries are being built. Um, you know, so this is what we see happening. They, gas is their enemy because gasoline equals energy. Energy equals freedom. That's the way it is. I have gasoline. I can put it in my car. I can travel. I have freedom. 
So that's what they hate is the freedom, and they're going to do everything they can to come after your gasoline. And this whole nonsense of driving green vehicles, electric vehicles, well, the, the lithium that, that it takes to build those batteries is so toxic and so polluting to the ground, it makes gasoline look like you, know, you could drink it because lithium is far more toxic to the environment. Um, and it's strip mined generally. I mean, it's it just it, it destroys the environment. Um, so, and then and then, how do you power your electric vehicle with coal-fired electric plants? I mean, so the whole thing is based on hypocrisy. It's not about gasoline. It's about restriction of freedom. So they are going after that like gangbusters, Dave. They want to get rid of gasoline or make gasoline. Very, very difficult to get, very expensive to get, so it restricts your ability to travel and have freedom. And, and, and you know, when the next gas shortage happens, I remember in the 70s they had the, the license plate, odd even license plates. Yeah, I do. And, and so don't, there is precedent for it. If you're, if you're you know, light, license plate ended with an even number, you, got, you could get gas on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. If your gas number in, in, in an odd number, then it was every other day. And the gas lines, um, shortages. Uh, again, Dave, we're not making this up. I've read from three or four articles tonight, shortages are coming. And anybody who has any wits at all is going to realize gasoline shortages are coming because the one thing about gasoline, it, it is difficult to store. Diesel's easier to store. Um, you know, it'll store longer. But um, you, you can store food. It's hard to store gasoline. And it's dangerous to store lots of gasoline unless you know what you're doing. It can it can be very dangerous. Gasoline, the vapors of gasoline are explosively dangerous. Um, diesel fuel, not so much. So I mean, in most, just I'll say this for those who want to store 100 gallons of gasoline in the garage in their suburb, it's probably a fire marshal would have a freak out if he knew you were doing it because it's against the law. Yeah, um, I hear you. you I know, want to so ask you about your neighbor, Bob. I want to ask you about your neighbors too. So I, I want to. I got a little checklist here. I want to go through. What, what, when you feel you're reasonably well prepped, what should your relationship with your neighbors be? Um, uh, guarded, but at the same time, you're going to need them. Um, you know, no man's an island. You, you're not going to do Rambo. You're going to have to work as a community. And you will have assets that possibly could help the community, and you have to realize that in order to survive, I'm going to have to use people and let, let and, and not use them. That's not a word. Uh, network with people is a better word to to survive this. Um, if you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're completely self-sufficient um, and you complete garden, you have a, a manual well, electricity is not a problem. Um, well, more power to you. But sooner or later, somebody's going to get to you. Um, just the ability to do neighborhood watch because you you know i live in my villa in my little teleco planes here do i want people from atlanta driving up here and coming and trying to you know steal everything from people because they bring their gangs up here heavily armed i can't deal with that alone but as a community we can deal with it so we have to have this mindset we're going to have to work with the community and, and to, to to survive and if that means teaching people how to garden giving them garden seeds you can't obviously i'm not going to give away all my food but it, it, it and i don't want to tell people i have all that food but working with people in your community especially your close neighbors is going to be very important again radios phones somehow being able to call 
you know, my neighbor because the sat phone doesn't work. I mean, not the sat phone, the, the telephone doesn't work. The, the, your, your cell phone doesn't work. You have a sat phone maybe. You know, the, the two of them would have to have it, radio communication, whatever, that I can communicate when communications go down with my neighbor. Like, hey, there's some guys out here because I can see them at night with my night vision. And we might all want to come together and see what they're about because they look like they're up to no good. You know, that type of networking is going to be absolutely essential to survive this. You're not going to do it alone. Get those thoughts out of your head. You're not going to do it alone. And so, um, you know, just just take it for granted. Listen. Go to your neighbors. Uh, if you attend a church, just listen. Listen to what the churches are talking about. Maybe there's people in that church that you can network with. If you go to a ham radio club, maybe there's people in that ham radio club you can network with. Um, just look for those people you can network with, especially among close neighbors. Now, that might not be possible. Um, maybe relocation is necessary. If you live in an extremely liberal community, um, you know they're going to be little collectivists when it comes time to uh, to surviving. We all have to work together. It's not fair you have stuff and we don't. Well, I didn't buy a big TV. I bought food. Well, that's irrelevant at that point. They're hungry, and they're going to come and get you. So uh, maybe relocation is necessary. Um, but networking with people now, while it's good, just feeling them out, knowing your neighbors, and just dropping a few little hints, you know, things are kind of bad out there. And see what the response is. Don't you do the talking. Let them do the talking. So, what do you think about all these stuff going on? Listen to what they say because what they say is going to be very important when time comes to absolutely have to, uh, to a network. If you meet somebody who go, yeah, gosh, things are pretty bad, um, you know, well, I mean, gosh, I went to the store the other day, and they didn't have all this stuff I'm reading about. Well, what, what do you think we should do about that? So you see how you ask? You don't say, I have tons of food in my house. You, you, you pose it as a question and see the response, and you'll figure out pretty quick who you can and can't work with. <sighs> I just wonder. I mean, that's, that's intelligence gathering. I can tell you that's one-on-one intelligence gathering. My, my sense is soup. that you need to get food, store it, and hide it. Absolutely. And again, one-on-one intelligence gathering is that's the way you do it. You, you throw something out and let the other person respond. And, and um, you know, I, I had somebody in the store the other day, and we were talking about security and privacy and all this. And how do you do it? And I was telling him ways to do it. And I said, oh, by the way, where are you from? And he gave the community he went in. And I said, see how easy that is? I asked where you lived. After we had this talk about security and not giving away intel, I just threw it out there. So where are you from? Oh, here, this community. I said, see how easy that is? And I don't know if he liked it, um, but it's that easy. Don't give away stuff. Don't volunteer. You want to hear what your neighbors have to say. Well, you talk a lot about the gray man concept, too. Like when you're in the middle of a crisis, let's say we're two months in, and you're eating just fine. I remember you telling me it's important to wear baggy clothes so you don't look like you're keeping weight on. Yeah, yeah. you want to look like everybody else, and everybody else is starving. Dave, I just say this. Go to the Internet. Go to Google. Type in starving people. Look at the people there. That's America shortly to come yeah, grease your hair back don't shave wear crappy clothes exactly yeah that's america shortly when we have ribs showing i mean you know we've all seen the starving children pictures the ribs sticking out um that's america shortly and i at say point, that at what point do we go hunting elitists 
Say that question again. At what point does America go hunting elitists? Three days without food, people are going to do anything. I don't mean your neighbor. I mean, we're going to go find these leaders and we're going to make them pay for what they've done. Uh, you know. Is that going to happen, Bob? Most likely what's going to happen is people are going to be too occupied with getting food. And um, that's finding leaders and, and bringing them to justice for what they've done. That might be in the recovery phase, if there is a recovery phase. Um, these people are going to be well protected. They've set their food aside. They have their bunkers. They have that. The, the thing you're going to have to worry about most, Dave, is the hungry hordes that are flooding out of cities that are going to be diseased. They're going to be probably armed, and they're going to be very, very angry they don't have food. And if you have it, you just you just became ground zero. So that's what, that's what you need. And that's why, again, um, getting to know your neighbors, don't tell them what you have, but get to know them. Get to know people. You know, if you have a church nearby, if you have a, a ham radio class, get to know people who are already maybe – thinking along those lines and then start throwing out little tidbits of information and ask questions that's how you gain intel is asking questions you don't sit there and talk you ask questions so what do you think about all this going on you know will I mean, we I, be I, building militias you'll be building alliances and that definitely networks well that's a militia you can call it whatever you want to call it your neighborhood is going to be a neighborhood watch program on steroids. I mean, they're going to cut down trees to block entrances. They're going to be doing things. If if if, strength, if, if you're starving to death and you're and you're and there's no food and your neighborhood is is networked together to help support yourselves, and all of a sudden strangers come in and want to take it away from you, I don't care if you call it a, a whatever a church group. You know, there's going to be they're not you're not going to let those people in, in to take everything you have. You're going to see raiding parties, aren't you? Absolutely. And you better be prepared for them. You better be able to communicate back and forth. You better be able to organize without your, your telephone. You better be able to do all those things. You better have a plan ahead of time. What are we going to do? What are the rules of engagement? How are we going to handle this? Because if, if it does come back to normalcy, you know, there's going to be a lot of things done that wouldn't have been done normally, and, and we don't know the outcome of what they'll seek to do. But when people come to hurt me or mine, common law gives me the right to use lethal force. It doesn't matter if it's one or 50. If they're coming to hurt me or mine or my neighbors or innocent people, I have the right to use lethal force. That is English common law. That goes back to the Magna Charter, uh, all of it. So we, we keep that in mind. It, so if I have a group of people that are protecting our neighborhood from looters and ransackers and murderers and thieves and rapists, I have the right to use lethal force. And, and that's what I would say. You can call it whatever you want to call it, but you know, as America descends into chaos, lawlessness, deprivation, you're going to see more and more of these people um, doing that. And case in point, it used to be that one guy would come up and rob you. Now it's a gang of people comes up and robs you, and then they kick the stuffings out of you after they've robbed you. If they don't kill you, we see that home invasions, three, four, five people. 
It's just not one guy kicking the door, and it's three or four or five people that rush in. That's why I tell people the AR-15 is a wonderful weapon because it'll sling out a lot of hate real quick, and that's what you need. You know, you need to be able to sling that lead out real quick and dissuade them from what they want to do. Um, surveillance cameras outside your house. We live in an era, Dave, where you can get surveillance cameras outside your house for nothing. They're cheap. So you can see who's at the door, who's coming up at the door. It, it, you know, if it's, if it's grandma, hey, fine, open the door. But if you see three or four guys you don't know coming up to your door, um, maybe, you're not, maybe you want to get a little prepared. Put a sofa in front of the door. Put something in, right in front of the door. And, and if it gets real bad, I would put like sofa stuff right in front of the door. So if they kick the door in, the first thing they're going to hit is an obstacle. Now that's – I'm telling you, that is sage advice. Write it down. Put something so that it's a barrier. They bust in. They think they're going to run through the hall, come in, but they bust in, and three feet in front of them, they're tripping over a big sofa in the way that it's blocking them. So they're bottlenecked at that point. Boom, boom, boom. You know, the problem over. Um, you know, front door, back door. When, they, when, when the little old girl, the pretty girl who has big cleavage showing at the front door, you better be concerned who's at the back door. Trust me. It, that's the way it works. My baby and I are hungry. You know, look, and, you know, she's exposing herself a little bit. Um, boy, oh, boy, time to go to the back door and make sure the guy who's breaking in, because that's what's going to be happening. There'll be somebody back there breaking in. It's the way it works. I mean, I'm a Christian guy. I don't like it, but it is the way it works. Yeah, I, for the communities that are intact and for special ops retired, I think they're going to be hunting elites. I really do. That might be. Um, I know most people, uh, uh, the 9 to 5 job, or say 9 to 9 job, 9 a.m. to 9 a.m. job, is going to be survival. Yeah. Food, water, you know, protection, keeping in touch with their neighbors. That's going to be a full-time job. Gardening. You know, when you're gardening, you have to, if then under those circumstances, you're going to have, some, have to somebody do an overwatch. Uh, if you have a big garden, you can't leave it alone at night. You're going to have to have night vision to look at that garden to make sure critters aren't getting to it, first of all. Um, you know, deer, rabbits, all that eat down your crops. Or, you know, or the two-legged vermin that come along to steal everything in your garden. You're going to have to make sure your garden's protected. Now, there's motion sensor alarms you can get that, that, that do that. But, you know, you don't want to have to wake up in the middle of the night in a deep sleep, grab your gun, run outside to see what's going on. You, you, Overwatch is much better. So that, that takes people, not just one. Um, it, it's going to take people. It's going to take a group. And this is where networking is going to work, uh, that you can protect those things because gardening is going to become – Victory gardens, like it was in World War II, but these victory gardens are going to be, you know, large. You might have you, wherever you can plant something, plant it. You can plant stuff like potatoes. You can plant it among weeds, and you, people can't even tell the potatoes are there. You know, and potatoes are a great, great crop because they're a high calorie uh, crop. Uh, uh, carrots are a good crop to grow. Uh, beets are a good crop to grow. Corn is a good crop to grow. Um, you know, lettuce, well, not so much. It might be nice on your hamburger, but you don't need it. But you, you're going to need calories. So that's what I'm talking about. It'll be a 9 a.m. to 9 a.m. job to secure food, to protect yourself, and to get the basic necessities of heat, shelter, uh, to do that. There might be people that go out and hunt the elites. I don't know. Um, but it, it's going to be messy. And if we think this is in America, just look at all the t in our lifetime. It is, it is, Bob, and we are over time. 
we got to scoot. I apologize for the abrupt ending, but look, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Serve as emergency, folks.